0: Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh sermon podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. Good Sabbath morning, everyone. Hope you're all doing great. Good to see you guys. I just want to tell you how excited I am to be up here to speak to you today. I was asking Keith, you know, what I should talk about. He told me I should speak about reading the Bible. The reason is because, you know, I've been pretty dedicated to reading my Bible lately. The reason for that is because I was encouraged by chance about a year and a half ago to start reading the Bible once a day and we've been on this program where you read through the whole Bible in a year. I know that you guys have all been on them and I've started lots of them and I haven't completed them for years. You know, I'd get to about February and March and I would Peter off and maybe if you're like me, you had that same experience. When he told me that, I was like, man, that's a great idea. When you think about how many things that we do on a daily basis, like what's, what's the top three things that we could do uh, on a daily basis? I've thought about that. I know that one of those would be reading my Bible. You know, the reason I believe that is, you know, and I don't know if we always think about it this way. You know, our creator, the one that created... Uh, you and me and our, our husband and our wife, our kids, the one that created this world, the universe, this, all the cosmos. He wrote a book and we have that book that he's given to us. And in this book there are things that Yahweh wants us to know about him, about his son, about everything that we need to know in this life. And we, all, we have all of it right here in this In this book that He's given us. I want to read you just a short scripture, and I know you all know it. Love Yahweh with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And that might be that's a little bit of a paraphrase, but I want to say that scripture because it's a statement that's so profound that we could spend a lifetime trying to understand the wisdom in that one, maybe two verses in this in this book. And this book is filled with these verses that we can find and and if we're seeking them, and that we can uh, uncover. And how we do that is we read the book. You know, the, the thing that I guess I want out of this message is that I hope that, like I was inspired by someone to start reading this book, I hope that I can inspire you guys to start reading this book that we've been given. You know, one of the things that we do when we start thinking about these things that we got to do daily. You know, when I was young, I, I, if, if you were talking about something that you had to do daily, I was out. Like, what well, you can't do something every day. You know, it wasn't until later in my life that I figured out how important the things that you do every day. If you want to see if someone's going to be a success in life, just watch what they do on a daily basis. It's a much better indicator of their success in life than anything else. You know, all of us can be good for a period of time, but uh, what you do daily is what truly matters. Saying that, like a lot of times when we talk about these things, we're too busy. If you've ever tried to work out, I mean, like, uh, you know, we can always come up with a lot of excuses. We're too busy. You know, I was thinking about a guy that I work with, and I was talking to him about how great their communication is. He works up in Pennsylvania. And what they do every day is they get on a call in the morning, and they talk for 20 to 30 minutes about what happened the previous day and kind of what we're going to do this today. And, uh, and it's all the sales guys and the managers. And, and you know, I was like, well, man, I can't, I can't believe that our operations guys can afford that much time on the phone every morning. And uh, Brian, he's our sales guy. He was like, lad, we can't afford not to be on these calls every morning. And when I think about reading this book, this is one of those things. We can't afford not to be reading this book every day. When we think we're too busy, we can't afford not to. All right, let's turn to Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. I wanna, there's a story about Mary and Martha that I want to uh, read through. And I think it illustrates this point really well. As Joshua and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at Yahshua's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Yahshua, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Yahshua answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I I think about, like, how many Marthas do we have in our assemblies, in the churches all over the world and just how many Marthas are there? I know that I've been uh, Martha many times, just stressed out, busy, not thinking about the things that are most important and not sitting at Yahshua's feet for sure. You know, when I, th- I think about like uh, have you ever heard the, the saying, don't put all your eggs in, in one basket? I was thinking this is a basket that we should put, be putting all our eggs in. I had to fit that in somewhere. I don't know where <laughs> Uh, All right, so we're gonna do something a little bit different today and I hope it works. I'm gonna open up this app But I want you guys and and I don't know if you have your phone here with you today But I I hope you do and anyone who does I'd like you to pull it out Follow along with me because we're gonna do something today something I've noticed about these phones is Pretty much everywhere you go today. You have your phone with you. There's a neat thing that they have On these phones and and their apps and and you can download the Bible app and everywhere you can go if you're out in the middle of a forest maybe you're hunting maybe you're at work and you have a little time between what you're doing everywhere you go you're waiting in a doctor's office anything that you're doing you're flying on a plane you can pull up your Bible app and you can read your Bible so I want you to do that. I want you to download this Bible app. I I imagine most of you have it, but I want to make sure that anyone who doesn't, that they get it. So if you want to go to the app store, that's the blue thing right there on the corner. Some of these young guys are like, yes, we know what the app store is, but some of you older people may not. So if you want to go to the app store, hopefully you have an account, um, and you just go down in the bottom right corner, there's that little search button. Click the search button, type in Bible and then search, it's not that top one, it's the second one. It's the one that has 3.5 million stars, five star reviews. Very few apps have that many, but this is, it's an amazing app. It's one of the best out there and we've already got it, so we can just open it right up. And this is something we're going to come back to a little bit later in the, and I, we're going to walk through it. We're going to continue on. I want to read some scripture to you, considering we're talking about reading the Bible. I thought that would be appropriate. Let's uh, turn to 2 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to go pretty quick on these, so try to keep up if you can. If you got your app, you probably be able to. It says, All scripture is Yahweh-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Let's turn to Joshua 1.8. It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Do y'all guys want to be prosperous and successful? Let's turn to Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Yahshua. How do you guys know that anything that I'm saying up here today is truth? How do you guys know that what I'm saying. How do you know that what anybody says is true when they get up here? There's really only one way, and that's to listen to what I'm saying and then see if it aligns with what the scripture says. And that's really the only way. So if you're not reading your scriptures and you're just listening to me or just anybody else that gets up here, then you don't know if they're telling you the truth or or not. That's what's happened to uh, uh, many, many uh, people in in. The Christian churches, but also the assemblies. We just listen to what other, what people are telling us, and we're not doing the studying ourselves. And that's a, that's, that's very dangerous for each one of us. Let's turn to 1 Kings 22 8. So this is a story that I just thought was really funny. You know, the Jehoshaphat is coming down to see the king of Israel, and He's talking to him about... The king of Israel's like, man, I want to go up here and I want to go to war with these... I can't remember what what they were. I should have written it down. Uh, But they're going to war. Jehoshaphat's like, well, let's see what the prophets say. Let's see if we're going to be successful in this. So they get all these 400 prophets and they bring these prophets in here and they're like, will we be successful? And the prophets are all like, yes, you're going to be victorious. You're going to be successful. You're going to win. Jehoshaphat's like, awesome, great. Is is this all the prophets? Have we talked to everybody? The king of Israel's like, well, no, there's one more, but I hate him. He's always prophesying bad things about me all the time. I hate that guy. And, uh, And Jehoshaphat's like, you shouldn't say these things. Let's get him in here. Let's see what he has to say. So they bring in Micaiah, they send a messenger to go get him, and the messenger goes to him and is like, hey, uh, come on, like, pretty much everybody's already said we're going to be victorious, we just need you to come tell, tell, tell the king the same thing. Come on, don't, don't, be, don't do what you usually do, pretty much. That's, that's the way I read it. And so he says, well, I'm, I'm only going to do what Yahweh tells me, like, that's, I'm, I'm only going to prophesy what Yahweh tells me. And and so he comes, and and they're like, all right, so, uh, are we going to be victorious in this battle? And he says, yes, you'll be victorious. King of Israel's like, really? And he's like, no, you're going to (laughs) die. He's like, No, I hate this guy. (laughs) Anyway, so they say, well, throw him in prison. We hate this guy. I hate what he always prophesies. And they put him in prison and, uh, And they go off to war. The king of Israel gets shot with an arrow and he dies. Just like you said. I guess the reason I'm telling you all this story is how many times have we listened to the 400, the 400 people that are prophesying and how many times have we been in this situation where, you know, we're not listening to Micaiah. We're listening to the multitudes. And, you know, Micaiah is the one that's, He's only, telling, he's only doing what Yah- Yahweh says. And how do we know what Yahweh says? Again, that's what he gave us this book for. You know, in, in this society that we live, like there's all kinds of news coming to us. We're like inundated with media all the time, all the time. And there's people's worldviews that they're trying to push on you all the time. Everywhere you go, there's someone trying to send messages to you. And what we have to do is to know whether or not these messages that people are pushing on us are these true and how do we know that they're true how do we know they're not true you know something that i'd like to do is read biographies and i i got this biography that's it's Steve Jobs biography and he was the guy that built apple like one one of many i guess but he was the main guy super interesting read but like this guy was not a good guy and not somebody that you would want to base your life you, it's not a guy that you'd want to be like and so there are things that you can learn from him you know if you want to know how to develop products that are really cool and, and the way, you know how should you think about developing products and like he's really smart about that but when you're talking about how, how you live your life horrible example uh, everybody hated him that was around him you know after I read that book my wife was like man you're kind of like bossy and grumpy and stuff and uh And I realized that I had read this book and even though I I was like, this guy's, you know, nothing like I want to be, but I was still kind of picking up some of the stuff that he was doing. And uh, so, like, that's what you got to be careful of. What the things that you read and put in your mind, uh, it it has an impact on you. Another reason we should be reading our Bibles every day, because it does have an impact, the things that we read there's this other book that a friend was telling me about and it's the 48 laws of power and he was saying it's the worst book you can possibly read uh, for leadership or anything like that he said it's like it's a joke almost one of the lessons that are in this book is let others do the work for you but always take the credit and you guys are laughing because you have a You have a worldview that's based off of these scriptures. Like there are people that don't know this and they're actually going out and doing that, you know, because they don't know. This guy has like a cult following for his books and stuff and it's the dumbest things you can possibly do. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful who you ask directions. This is one of my favorite quotes. uh, John Maxwell says, he says, be careful who you ask directions for on the road of life. I love that. You know, and that goes for everybody that is around you, and even your close family. I'm going to tell you all a story. I have a brother, Josh. There was one time we were, we were going snowboarding. So we, were, we went to this terrain park, me and him, and he had been there like a day before us, and he had already been on this terrain park. And, and at this terrain park, there's like this super park, and there's this huge jump. You can go on it. I mean, you, you, you can you're flying maybe like 15, 20 feet in the air to get over it. So I'm talking to Josh, and I I, I used to go all the time snowboarding back then. I was like 18 or 19. So I was pretty good at these jumps, but this one was a pretty big one. And I'd been on something like this, but it'd been a little bit, and Josh was telling me, all right, when you go on this jump, you go as fast as you can. And if you think you're going too fast, you need to go faster. (laughs) And this is what Josh's advice to me was. And he was saying that because he thought in his head that I would be like him and slow down when I got scared. (laughs) But I'm not like him and I don't get scared. And so he said, all right. Just point it down and don't turn and go. And so that's what I did. I just got down and I went and just down. I was like trying to stay down so the wind wouldn't even slow me down. And I never slowed down. I have an illustration that shows what happened afterwards. (laughs) So why Josh was telling me that I should go really fast is because see that flat spot right there? Yeah, the flat spot, he's like, if you don't go fast enough, you'll go up, and you'll land on that flat spot, and it hurts real bad on your ankles and stuff. So, but if you come down where the angle is, then you'll just slide right down, and you're just fine. But, if you go past all of that... (laughs) I don't remember anything until I was in the bathroom of a restaurant, and I was looking, and there was blood everywhere, and I was spitting blood in the sink, and why why was everything we went outside and there was snow i didn't know why there was snow or trees uh, true story and this is like i didn't know why we were in Col- like josh is like we're in colorado i don't like yeah why and uh i didn't really remember anything until we got uh, like really figure out what we were doing until we got back up to the top of the mountain and And I guess I say all this to say that, you know, in life, there's people giving you advice. uh, (laughs) And some of it's really sound advice. Some of it, not so much. What we have to be able to do is say, does this align with what the scriptures tell us? Let's move on. The world lies to us, but we also lie to ourselves. You know, a lot of times we start thinking like, well, I think this, or I feel this. I think that we should be doing this, but it's really just like, you know, and that can be clouded by our selfishness, tremendously by our selfishness. Most of the things that we want to do, we have to always constantly be aware of it, and we're always trying to fight against that selfish nature of ours. And it's something that we spend all this time thinking about on how we feel, how we feel. like, And if you look around the world, there's a lot of people that are are based on all their thoughts on how they feel. And it makes up for a dangerous way of life. And something else that's dangerous is we can use this book, our Bible, and we can twist the words in it and we can make it say the things that we want it to say as well. Something that you can do is, like if there's something that you're doing that you want to keep doing, there's a book out there that will tell you it's fine. And it will tell you that what you're doing is fine. Uh, you can go to a Christian bookstore and pretty much find anything that you, like if there's people out there that have tried to justify the same things you're wanting to justify, that I'm trying to justify. And if you want someone to twist words around till it fits what you're doing, you can find that, I promise you. That is the danger of listening to other people and not reading the book for yourself. You know, something that I've heard a lot is people saying things like... A lot of times it's just people out in the world, but uh, Yahweh wouldn't do something like that. He's a loving Elohim. I want to read a scripture. Let's turn to Isaiah 55, 8. It says, "'For my thoughts are not your thoughts, "'neither are your ways my ways,' declares Yahweh. "'As the heavens are higher than the earth,' So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Have you ever thought about how much higher Yahweh's thoughts are than ours, and that we, how we understand? And that's if we're doing everything we can. If we're trying to understand everything we can and get all the wisdom we can out of this, then we're still so much lower, our thoughts. And you know, if his thoughts are so much higher, what are his thoughts? How do we learn what Yahweh thinks? And you know when people are telling you Yahweh wouldn't do that, He's a loving, heavenly Father. He is, but they're not looking at the scriptures that I'm looking at. Like when I, when I read this book, I see in Egypt when the firstborn are being killed. When you see all the children of Israel were passed over, they, the ones that believed and had the blood on their doorpost, they were all passed over. But but Yahweh killed all the other firstborn. When I say Noah and the ark, what do you picture in your mind? It's this, all these animals coming up two by two, and maybe you're thinking about the painting that we've all seen in a nursery. You know, the little boat, and it's got all the animals' heads sticking out, and the the giraffes' heads are sticking out of the window. And Well, it doesn't show like all the people drowning. You know, Yahweh loves the people that love Him. It doesn't show... And a lot of times, and and I don't know if it should, (laughs) uh, but you know, maybe not the best thing for a nursery, but, and I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying like, when we think about this, I mean, this is a serious business, this, this life that we're living it's a serious business. And there's, there's a lake of fire that you read about, and it's something that we're all going to someday face, and that we're all going to come to that time when you know, we're going to be told we're going to the lake of fire, we're well done, good and faithful servant. You know, something that even scares me is that to get up here, and I think it scares everyone that, that speaks up here, you're listening to us, and, I, and that you're coming to the assembly, and this might be the only thing that you're hearing about the scriptures. That maybe you're not reading this book. That's what scares me. Like, how do we get everybody in this assembly to be reading this book every day? To be coming here, and this is when we come together to learn together about the book, and we talk about the Bible that we're, we've been reading, the scriptures we've been reading. But this isn't, this isn't the place that we learn about it here, but this shouldn't be the only time that we're coming together to learn what the Bible says. Let's turn to Psalm one, nineteen, nine, and this is a scripture for the young people and for all of us. It says in the first sentence, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? So I feel like for the young people, by living according to your word, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Yahweh. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. You know, something that if we're reading this, the scriptures something that will inevitably happen is Yahweh's word will convict us of things that we're not doing or things that we are doing. You know, that's a good thing. And I want to ask you this question to everyone in this room is when you're reading your Bible alone by yourself, do you guys feel peace? (laughs) There's a book that I've been reading that's called Fresh Air. It's just about a lot of scriptures that bring life. And it's stuff that we should probably be reading every day. And it's just so, uh, it just gets you pumped up uh, almost. And the way that this guy talks about it, Chris Hodges, I just love how he pulls things out. And, you know, not he doesn't do a great job in every aspect. But in a lot of it, it's just a great book. But it's almost like, you know, I think about these scriptures and the blessings that come with them. If you've ever seen a superhero movie, they're all the same. And they all have like this, this kid, like Spider-Man or something. And this little secret that makes him Spider-Man. And it's the thing that makes him be able to do all the things that he does. And I feel like that's what we have with these scriptures. We can have a supernatural power from reading this word and understanding this word and, and connecting with the, our Heavenly Fathers and, and His power. Uh, I was reading a book the other day and it was talking about a proverb, what a proverb is. And it's just a little sentence that's uh, super profound and, and it sums up like a huge idea. And it was talking about how certain ideas are really sticky and that's what proverbs are. Just these little nuggets of wisdom that can change a life in a sentence. And as you're reading through your scriptures, I hope you're looking at at it like that. Like there's these things in this word that can change your life if you're looking. Like maybe even making notes of them. There's a quote by F.M. Alexander. And he says, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And I I guess I just want to ask all of you guys here today, like what habits will decide your futures because we all got habits what habits will decide our futures all right we're gonna go back to the bible app show you guys how this thing works pretty excited about it it's been a great tool for me i use it pretty much every day okay so i'm logged in to my this is my page when i open it up shows how many days at the top that you've been in the app and and it shows like all your different plans these are these are different plans that you can get on and they're all free and if you go down here to the bottom that's like the little bar at the bottom that shows you like if you want to just read the bible there you go you can go straight to it uh, maybe if you just want to go to find a plan there's a little tab at the bottom that says plans and you can go through here maybe you need something on love Or anxiety. Maybe you're stressed out. Yeah, there's some people that probably use some anger ones, Uh, or depression, or fear, or maybe you just want to have some peace in your life. There's a there's a plan there for you. Anyway, they got plans for just about everything you can think of. Or maybe you just want to read one that's through the Bible, like uh, you could do a partial Bible, or you could go through the whole Bible chance the one that he got me on was the chronological one we'll go on that one it's right up there on the top right hand corner so you could start that plan and you can read through the bible okay i mean pretty much anything any plan or and and i I like the ones that are just pretty much the bible that's what i've found was most useful but that's up to you The, the main idea is that we get started reading this thing And that we start reading our scriptures. So, or else if you can want to go to search, you can go to the search button down there at the bottom. And you can type in anything you want, like anything you want to search for. Jeremiah is what I've been looking at. So it, and then they've got different scriptures and and pictures, pretty neat deal. Okay, so let's go back home. And if you guys are all on the app, I want to be your friend. I want, I want all of us to be friends in this assembly. And you can go to community, but uh, up there at the top, like if you'll just look all the way up at the top. Cause it's kinda a little bit tough to navigate this app until you start working on, with it. Here's people that have been reading their Bible. Jordan's on there, Chance is on there. Uh, there's Katrina, uh, there's my cousin Crystal. And, and you can see their, their activity and we'll just go through there and like those guys because they did a good job reading their Bible. So we're going to heart all their, all their reading. If you want to go down, you can, you can have little comments and leave comments and, uh, about scriptures. And you can start talking about different scriptures that you find really good. There's Ruben. He's been reading. Oh, and if, you wanted, if you're going to be on here, you've got to be friends with Katrina. She's one of the funnest ones to follow. Here's a scripture that she made a comment on. Yahweh sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And she says, okay, who's all, who's all being rebellious in Texas? And Can y'all stop? Yeah, and then you get a comment to them. Anyway, it's a, it's a great deal. So let's go back up. All right, you can go to your own deal, like, and you just push your own face. And you can see all the highlights that you've done. So if you want to go back and revisit some of the highlights you've done, that's how you do that. And it keeps it all, it keeps track of everything. And if you're reading your Bible, they have, like, maybe you're driving or something, they have a play button at the bottom. You can just push that play button. It will read the scripture to you if you're busy. All right, so let's go to friends. All right. There's, maybe we want to add some friends. Anyway, y'all haven't invited me yet. So, okay, there's Seth. We're going to accept that. Thanks, Seth. All right. Man, I'm getting them now. Okay. All right, but that's like, uh, all right, stop doing it for a little bit. Okay. So, but that's what's so neat about this deal is we can read through the scriptures together. We can see what other people are reading. It's awesome. And I'm not saying that this is how you have to read your scripture. I'm just saying this is one way I'm saying that this is a great way, and it's something that it's it's what I use, and I love it. But the main thing is that we would start reading this book, and however we want, however we we read this book, that's what I hope comes out of today. Let's turn to Hebrews 4:12. For the word of Yahweh is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I want us to just think about, to start with the end in mind, like what, where are we going? What do we, what does the end look like? And what does it look like if, if we start reading the scripture today and we start reading, like when we start bringing in these habits that truly change our life and we get past all the things that we say that you know we don't have the time or we don't have you know we're just so busy that uh, who can who, who has the time to spend 30 minutes reading the scripture or, t- or even 20 minutes or 15 minutes in Matthew 22 37 Yahshua said you shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with Yahweh Who do we love? This book isn't just to fix our problems. It's a a book that shows us who Yahweh is and who Yahshua is. And it shows us how to be better people. It shows us how to live this life. And I pray that our assembly would be a bunch of people that all come here on Sabbath. That... Uh, have been reading scripture all week um, and that we come together and this is the time when we talk about what we've learned and what we've experienced you know people are going to lie to you unless we're reading this book we're not going to know it we're not going to know who's telling the truth or who's lying the truth is that we meet Yahweh here or we don't meet him at least not with any kind of full relationship We don't read the Bible because we don't want to read the Bible. We don't see that this book is peace and it's joy and it's life. We see a stale portrait. Instead of what this Bible really is, it's a window to another world. It's a window to a better world, to the eternal world. I just imagine that all of us reading this, 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 this book. And I mean, just imagine the whole world reading this book, if that could happen. And You know, we gotta take care of what we can take care of, and that's us. And we, we, can, we can start reading this book tomorrow and, and do it every day from here on. And, and, and I can't wait to read scripture with you, to like your comment, to like the scripture that you highlighted and I can't wait to to learn about this book with you guys. I love y'all and thank you.